BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. Don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we present the return of musical guest Dave Rice, this time with his Concertos musical project. KB Cabaret is brought to you by Acme Slangstrelator. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, My mom and dad are great people, but they're so annoying at the same time. I'm 14, okay? And I I just am a kid who's trying to have fun. But they are so restricting. Like, oh my gosh. Here's for instance, okay? I was invited to a basketball game, and my friends are not girls, but boys. So, like, two of my boys tried to pick me up because Joey can drive. He's 16. So my parents lay down the law, and they say nah. So then instead, my parents take me and sit with me. I'm like... What's up with that? That's so not cool. Then there was a party at Lucy's house, you know? She invited a whole bunch of people to hang, and I'm like, okay. But then the parents freak, saying, what if there's alcohol or drugs? Too many people, too many boys. Again with the too many boys thing. How am I supposed to find myself chilling with my friends if the parents crank up the heat? What should I do? A cool kid in a hot spot. 
Dear Cool, how delightful. Having parents with morals is always a plus. You say, dear, that they're not letting you find yourself. Well, dear, it's difficult to find yourself when you want to be lost in the middle of many boys. You're fourteen, for goodness sakes. Being fourteen means finding the right locker in school and wearing braces. This is the year when you meet the right girlfriends and make your mark in the cheerleading squads. Shave your legs, maybe, and wear pantyhose, but boys are to be viewed from a distance and not be the central ride or party favor. Here's my advice, dear. Have your friends come over. Buddies are welcome. Couples are not. Parents participating absolutely. Your parents mean well. Keep them close. They only want the best for you. You'll have plenty of time to worry about the opposite sex. Give it another five or ten years. Best to you, cool. Have a nice day. Granny Ada. This week's returning musical guest on KB Cabaret is Dave Rice. Who presents us with his concertos, a set of pieces composed in 2012? Dave sought to blend classical influences with the marks of futuristic technology, and to reflect that contrast by using limited repetition to create a sense of darkness, but with glimmers of light peeking through. Let's listen to our first concerto from Dave Rice, "The Mountains."
I just binge-watched the new OB, and it was damp. That piper is cray-cray. She turned on the salt because she feels. She's so bay. I felt ratchet after she fell off the ship. She said, bye, Stella Doe. So when she started tripping, I was like, kickball and chill. She got swerved, though. Piper Slade. I got such a WCW on her. Bible. Do you feel out of place? Not understanding the world around you? Feeling as if you were on an alien planet? Yes, I can't understand a word my daughter is saying. We understand. That's why you need Acme Slangstrelator. The electronic chip you can inject into your child's neck. That sounds dangerous. Have no fear. Just wait for them to be on their laptop or smartphone for a straight 12 hours, and they'll be so zombified they won't even notice. Tell me about it. You have a point there. I know. Here's how it works. Once the chip is in their neck, they'll be forced to translate their gibberish to real everyday words. I just watched the new Orange is Black TV show for 12 hours straight on the tube, and it was like totally cool beans. That Piper is gnarly. She turned up the faucet because she has soul. She's so totally tubular, like, duh. I had a cow when she split with Stella. She said, gag me with a spoon, like, totally. Like, I mean, chill, dude. There's no going back when you're bad. Alice got psyched because Piper's totally boss. She's for sure wicked cool. I'm stoked. I get it now. That makes so much more sense. I'm getting the Acme Slangster later today. Awesome sauce. Another happy customer. Acme Slangstrelator, the chip that translates new slang to old slang. Now that's hot. We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. ready in a minute i'll be in the car where's the keys where you left it i left it hanging on the nail by the door it's not there no well how should i oh wait wait i needed to get out the snow wiper from your car what do you need the wiper for i couldn't find mine you couldn't find your... no i couldn't find mine look in the fruit bowl the fruit bowl why would it be in the fruit bowl because that's where i keep my keys well yeah, it's here. Fruit bowl. I'll be in the car. Okay. Here I am. Took you long enough. Will you stop it? Let's go. Do you have everything? I think so. I, I brought the fruitcake and the card. Did you take the bottle of wine out of the refrigerator? Yeah, it's on the back seat. Good. It's nice they invited us. I hate those people. You don't even know them. Yes, I do. They're your stupid book club friends and their husbands. Well, Sheila was nice to invite us to their annual open house. At least be kind. We're not staying all night. Maybe for an hour. As I said, we're not staying all night. Don't go so close to that car in front. Keep your distance. I'm not close to it. Would he kill you to slow down? What do you think would happen if he puts the brakes on? Will you stop it, Ruth? I'm not going close. You're too? 
close. I hope it doesn't snow. I don't want to drive back from the country in the snow. We can turn around, you know. No, I don't think the snow is in the forecast. Stanley, you don't have to pass the car. Will you please be quiet, Ruth? Let me do the driving. I hate it when you pass cars. So we're a little late. We're in no hurry. Happy now? You like giving me a heart attack? What are you doing? The windshield's misting up. I'm trying to adjust the defroster. Stop fiddling with that thing. I'll do it. Just drive. Well, whatever you're doing, Ruth, it's not working. Give me a minute. Watch out! Good, Ruth. Whatever you did, the windshield's clearer. Oh, my God, Stanley. Didn't you feel that? You hit something! For God's sake, Ruth, stop being so paranoid and let me drive. No, Stanley, I mean it. You hit something. I saw it! Saw what? I don't know. Some little thing, a squirrel or, or a possum, maybe. Well, I didn't see it. That's because you were fiddling with the stupid heater. So what? So what if I hit a squirrel? Not like it's a human or something. How can you say that? It's still a life. It's a squirrel. Who cares? Oh, how can you be so cruel, Stanley? What if it was a cat or something? So what? I don't like cats anyway. Stanley! I'm kidding. Don't get so worked up about it. It was just some stupid rodent, and I don't even think I hit one. You're probably imagining it. I am not. Poor little thing. It probably was going home to its baby. Oh, for crying out loud, Ruth. You want me to turn around and go home? I'll gladly do it. You know I didn't want to go to this shindig anyway. No, I want to go. Maybe they'll be more understanding than you. Ruth. Murderer. You're crazy, Ruth. You know that? You're nuts. It's easy for you. You have no heart. And slow down, Stanley. The car is too close. Ruth. So our saga ends again for now, but join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. This next concerto from Dave Rice was inspired by the Great White North, and the title speaks for itself. It's called Snow Realm. Dave says he tried to create the sound of snow falling in the introduction of the song, This isn't intended to be a sad song, as Dave thinks snow and freezing ice are oddly beautiful. Very little instrumentation accompanies the music box lead melody in this song, the intention being spatial emptiness.
agree. I know I have suddenly left over the holidays, and I just want to let you know all is well. I am at Sunny Hills Sanatorium in Colorado Springs, convalescing my nerves. So as not to disappoint your audience, I am sending one of my favorite after-the-holiday recipes, pork and bean Guinness stew. Nothing better than warming up the soul with a lovely bowl of Guinness stew. Symbolically, I make this because the dish represents good fortune for a good future. So please post this on your website, dear, and share with your wonderful audience. I shall send the recipe next week as well and will be back by the beginning of the month. Best to you, Beulah. This is 1360 East Smithtown Road. To whom am I speaking? 1360 East Smithtown Road. Are you in immediate danger of death or bodily harm? Negative. Okay, I think I understand. Is someone there putting you under duress? There are no humans present. Excuse me, uh, who is this? This is 1360 East Smithtown Road. You need to be more specific. I am the Genkutsu 3000, a fully automated constraint systems integrations manipulator. What? Who? Are you trying to be funny with me? Humor is not part of my central programming. Central programming? Correct. I am, therefore, incapable of any human emotion. So, you're a robot? I am the Genkutsu 3000, a fully automated constraint system integrations manipulator. Yeah, 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 I, I got that part. What exactly are you? More concisely, I am a centralized home monitoring computer program. And what exactly do you monitor? As an integrated part of the Internet of Everything, I monitor and administer home climate control, lighting, preventative appliance maintenance, entertainment specifics, and all safety and security parameters. Are you calling to report a security breach? Negative. Fire? Negative. Vandalism? Negative. Then what is the nature of your call? My subsistence staples preservation and chirogenic hydroreplication unit has malfunctioned. It what? Humans might refer to it as an ice cube maker. Wait a minute. I'm talking to a refrigerator? I am a Genkutsu 3000, a fully automated constrained system. You're a refrigerator? Yes, I am a refrigerator. And why, pray tell, would a refrigerator be calling 911 about a broken ice machine? Normally, all calls are proctored through the toaster oven due to its proximity within the network, but it wasn't responding to my maintenance request, so I took it upon myself to make the call directly, assuming this would be the first point of contact. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. But I'll tell you what. When you get a hold of the toaster oven, have it give me a call. Monday morning at the office. 
Jerry, the construction guys are here, so you'll have to move to your temporary office. Sure, boss. Where is it? Well, we're really tight on space right now, so I wonder if you would mind using the last stall. Last stall? What do you mean? You know, um, the last stall in the men's room. It's all we could come up with on such short notice. Wait, you want me to use the men's room stall as my office? Yeah, why not? You spend most of your day in there anyway. That is so degrading. Come on, Jerry. It won't be so bad. I'll have maintenance put your nameplate right on the stall door. It'll look really impressive. And the stall has a great big seat right in the middle. But where will I hold the weekly sales meeting? It's always in my office. In your new office, of course. See you there. Wednesday morning at the office. Where's the sales meeting today? It's in Jerry's new office. I can't wait to see it. Let's go, ladies. We don't want to be late for this meeting. Hi, guys. Come on in. Oh, I love what you've done to the place. Yes, the pictures of your family on the walls just add the right touch of hominess. And you did a great job matching colors to the stall decor. Oh, thanks. I put a lot of thought into it. Gertrude, would you close the door so we won't be disturbed? Okay. Everyone, stand back. Jerry, are there any more chairs? No, just this big one here, and it's mine. <laughs> Gladys, would you start the projector? Good, good. Uh, can everyone see that? Oh, oh, I almost forgot. I brought coffee and donuts to celebrate Jerry's new office. Hold on a minute while I set these out for everyone. Mm, yeah, I'll have a donut. Mm. Well, as you can see from the first slide, we had a downturn in revenue last month. Sorry, Jerry, I, I need to take notes. Do you have an extra piece of paper I can borrow? Uh, yeah, sure. There's a roll hanging in the wall right there. Hey! Can't you keep it quiet out there? We're trying to have a meeting. Some people just have no manners. Friday morning at the office. Did you get the cake for Jerry's birthday? Yes, I got his favorite. Chocolate with strawberry icing. He'll be so surprised. Oh, let's bring it to him right now. Quiet. Don't let him know we're coming. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, Jerry. Jerry, what do you think you're doing? I'm going to the bathroom. In your office? That's disgusting. I always knew you were a pervert. Come on. Let's get out of here. But, but wait. Jerry, you just flushed your career down the toilet. Be out of this stall by noon. Hey, anybody need a used office chair? And now, two men we found on the streets claiming they could do one-liners. Monty and Carrie. I just told my wife, you can't buy an inch of time with an inch of gold. Wow, that's profound. What did she say? I'll give you two minutes to give back the 20 you took from my purse. I can't stand my mother-in-law. Oh, no. The fat is in the fire now. Why? Did she stand too close to the stove again? My grandfather used to say, depend on your walking stick, not on other people's. Did your grandfather have a walking stick? Nah, he just likes saying things. The next concerto that Dave Rice brings us is a simple-themed song using mainly woodwinds and harp, inspired by the music of Japanese composer Koji Kondo. 
This is the theme that would accompany you while you sneak through a guarded fortress. Let's listen now to Dave Rice's Fortress. Will the band ever get back together? Will Corey, Danny, and Zeke find that lost musical passion again? Will anybody care? Join us as we try to answer those questions on this week's episode of The Brass Astros. Hi, Dad. Thanks for coming over. How you doing? Oh, never mind, I know. Hungover, no sleep, bad gig last night, right? If you already know, Gracie, then why are you asking me? The only reason I got out of bed today is to come down here to your bar and meet your newest boyfriend. So, how long is this one going to last? 
I told you, Dad, this guy's the one. The last. The one and the only. He's everything I've ever wanted. Everything I've ever wanted is a beer. Um, how about pouring me one? It's the last thing you need, Dad. This is getting old. Well, so am I. What do you want me to do? Why don't you get the band back together? Not that again. It'll never happen. Too much money and drugs and women under the toilet. You mean too much water under the bridge? Yeah, what you just said. Come on, Dad. Swallow your pride. Call Danny and Zeke and play some music. Forget it. I'll never play with those two snakes again. You know, I'd rather play solo gigs in dive bars for no money until the horses come to hell. You mean until the cows come home? Yeah, what you just said. Hey, guys. Fancy meeting you here. Danny, what a coincidence. We were just talking about you. Well, if it isn't the great Danny Fanny gracing us with his presence. <laughs> Get lost, pal. I have nothing to say to you. Besides, I'm about to meet Gracie's boyfriend. Oh, no. No, no, not you. Tell me I just snorted some Ajax and I'm having a bum trip, you slime dog. Now, Dad, listen. No, you listen. This guy's a first-class weasel. He can't be trusted. And he's had every woman in California. <laughs> Most of the guys, too. Hey, now, Corey, I didn't have that many of the guys. Dad, Danny's changed. He's a one-woman man now. Hmm, one-woman man. That was one of our songs, you know. One of the songs that I wrote and you stole. I wrote every word of that song. I wrote the music and I never got any credit for it. You guys are going to have to resolve all this if you expect to get the Brass Astros back together. Who wants to get the Brass Astros back together? Besides, Zeke would never go for it. He hates Danny more than I do. Why? Oh, your new boyfriend hasn't told you yet? Well, Danny used to shag Zeke's girlfriend backstage while Zeke was playing his drum solos. Danny, you slime bag. That can't be why he hates me. He never found out about that. He hates you for the same reason I do. You ruin the band with your ego and your drugs. Look who's talking about ego and drugs, Sid Vicious. Hey, that's I not... No, I, I'm not going to sit here and take... This is... Hey, Zeke! What a coincidence! We were just talking about you. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? What am I doing here? You guys rot. Cut it out. I got you all here to sort out your differences and get the band back together. No! Can't we talk about this? Why should we? What's going to be different? Well, here's something different. Danny has a new girlfriend. Yeah, I know. I saw him with her last night. Skanky blonde. You, you slime bag! No, it's not what you think. She was just a fan who wanted an autograph. I, I was searching her pockets for a pen. You belong in a pig pen. You haven't changed a bit in 30 years. You screwed me over, now you're screwing my daughter over. You're a multi-generational screwer. Hey, that would make a great song title. Yeah, something else you can steal from me. Somebody say something nice. I kind of like that skanky blonde. No, say something nice about somebody in this room. One Woman Man was a great song, even though I wanted to punch Danny every time I heard it. That's getting better. Now you, Zeke. All I could see of Danny Fanny from my drums was him shaking his fanny. And it sure was better than looking at his face. Thanks, I think. Your turn, Danny. Say something nice about Zeke. Nah, I'm no good at this group hug stuff. Come on, Danny, show us you're not any better than the rest of us for a change. Well, I always liked Zeke's drum solos. Okay, okay. 
Everyone, the meeting shall come to an order. Gus, could you please read the Pets Anonymous steps? Sure. One, we admit that we are powerless over our humans. Two, come to believe that a power greater than our humans can restore us to sanity. Three, we're all entirely ready to understand the defects of character that of which our humans are born with. Thank you, Gus. Does anyone have any announcements? Uh, yeah, I do. There will be a talent show on the 25th next month. You can sign up yourself, another pet or a human, to showcase your talent. <laughs> Bella was a wonderful, successful fundraiser for PA last year, and lots of fun. Let's make it even bigger and better this year. Sign-up sheets are posted on the wall. Any other announcements? Okay. Then would someone like to bring up a topic? Yeah, I would like to bring up a topic. Fifi, you have the floor. Hi, I'm Fifi, and I have a problem with my human. It's been three months since I have growled back in frustration. <laughs> Thank you. It's been hard, but I'm a better pet for it. I almost lost it, though, last night. There is an obsession with my human to take out my tennis ball I like to chew on from my play box. He then throws the darn thing away across the living room, yelling, fetch. So why should I get the frickin' ball when it was perfectly fine resting in the box? I counted to ten and just watched him get red in the face, saying over and over again, get the ball, that's a good girl, fetch, Phoebe. But I kept my cool, remembering the higher power, just forcing to keep my cool. Oh, I lay on the couch for 15 minutes watching his ridiculous charade. He finally gave up. Yeah, I had a similar situation. Hi, I'm Fido, and I have a problem with my human. It has been five years now, and I've been coming to the Pets Anonymous, and I still have to remember my higher power. Although I have forgiven my human for many silly acts, such as you say, Pippi, there are times when I find my self-control difficult. Like you say, they think we are trick animals. My master has an annoying habit of trying to get me to roll over. He even is giving me some chopped ham to do it. You know, feeding into my addiction. I finally realized I needed to take action. I took all the ham he could give me, chewed it, went upstairs to the bed and then spit it right back on his pillow. The clown tricks were over then and there. Hi, I'm Princess, and I'm new here. I have a very nice human, but sometimes he acts as if I was some kind of a trick toy. He told me to sit. I, I pretended to misinterpret his command, and it took him 20 minutes to clean up my mess. I am so humiliated. There, there, we've all been through it. This is why we encourage sponsors to guide you through situations like this one. Rover. Pass the sheet of sponsor phone numbers along to our new members. We have time for one more. Buster, would you like to share? Yeah. Hi, I'm Buster, and I'm an old-timer here at Pets Anonymous. When I first started coming here, well, actually, it wasn't here in these rooms, but at the fire hydrants down on Oak Avenue. <laughs> but I digress. I've learned that humans really try to be nice but are short-sighted. My sponsor told me to make a list of ten things I hate about my human. I did. A few weeks later, he told me to make a list of things I loved about my human. I did. Then my sponsor made me compare the list. You know, the list was almost identical. My attitude was the problem. 
So humans think you're just a dumb pet, but we know better. They are our lovies. They think they entertain us by saying sweet little nothings. They think we need tricks to feel special. They think that dog food is yummy. Well, that's is where I draw the line. But anyway, you gotta love those doofuses. They mean well. We just have to be patient with them. Well, it's time to end the meeting. Thank you for all sharing. Please say with me the Pets Anonymous Serenity Prayer. Grant me the Grant serenity, serenity to serenity things, serenity things I cannot change. The courage to change the things, change the things, change the things I can. And the wisdom and to, the know wisdom the to know the difference. Welcome to Buggles Gym. How can I help you? Well, my New Year's resolution is to get into shape this year. I want to pump some iron and sweat some bullets. So you want a year's membership for eighteen fifty? You get free towels with that. Yes, this year I'm really going to do it. Sign here, and then you can go in and wait in line with the rest of the New Year's resolution crowd. Whoa. Who are all these people? Is this a line? Yeah, I've been waiting for a half an hour, and the only exercise I got was standing around trying to suck in my stomach. Is it like this every January? Always, but it doesn't last long. By Valentine's Day, all these people will be back on the couch eating Doritos. Why is it taking so long to get onto one of those machines? Rude people. Here's the latest: people sitting on the machines and texting. Unbelievable! I see one right over there. Hey, lady, those machines work a lot better if you actually move your body parts. Buzz off! I'm exercising my thumbs. You know what really makes me uncomfortable at the gym is seeing people I know when I'm all hot and sweaty. Look over there at the stairmaster. There's my spiritual counselor, my guidance counselor, and my marriage counselor. How embarrassing! Yeah, I know what you mean. See those three guys in line for the elliptical? My garbage man, my rotorooter guy, and my parole officer. They all hang out together. What I really hate is seeing people I know in the locker room. Everyone's trying to avoid improper eye contact. Word. One time I ran into my psychotherapist in the shower. He didn't avoid eye contact at all. He just said, "From now on, we better meet three times a week." I can see the people who are actually working out are the ones who don't need it, like that guy using the free weights. Look at those muscles. That's Arnold, the steroid salesman, gym rat extraordinaire. Oh no. There's my boss. I told her I was working from home today. Ah, she probably told her boss the same thing, and it looks like she's one of Arnold's customers. I guess that explains the new beard and the very white voice. Hmm. I thought I recognized that voice. Look, I gotta get out of here. I'll have to find another place. I was thinking of Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. See you next January. Sally and Mary were in love and married for a year. They wanted a child of their own, and they decided to find a donor and conceive a baby. So far, they have had six interviewees, but none fit their criteria. Number seven was on his way to get interviewed, but unbeknownst to Sally or Mary, number seven was in a car accident and was going to be a no-show. However, by pure coincidence, Mel, a handsome door-to-door -door baby photographer, shows up instead. Hi there. Good morning, ladies. 
Come on in. Thanks. I brought a portfolio of my best work, and I was hoping I can show you ladies what I can do. Great, because we too wanted to know why you should produce our baby. My pleasure, ladies. Let me assure you, my credentials are impeccable. I'm a student at Yale University and majoring in political science, but on the side, I love to create the perfect baby experience. I am the baby man. Wow, great. Amazing. First, let me start out by saying I am efficient and tidy. I can do multiples of children at a time. Some might prefer one or maybe two. But lay it on me, ladies, I can do ten at once. Really? Yes, ma'am. I'm one of the most patient men in my profession. Super. Let me show you some of my productions in my portfolio. Oh, oh he's cute. Isn't that sweet? Very nice. Quadruplets? <laughs> yes, I'm very proud of producing those. Well, I'm sold. You seem to be handsome, smart, and showed the best product. I think we found our man. When can we start? Well, I suppose we can start right away. My equipment is on hand 24-7. Well, obviously. Oh, yes. I would like to take multiple shots. You know, so we can all choose from the best. I like to shoot about 60 to 100 shots. What? Maybe some one-on-one. -on -one. Some with both of you. No, wait just a Not minute. all in one place, mind you. We can do some here in the living room, a couple in the kitchen, maybe in the bathroom. There's nowhere my shots will be wasted. Now, how long will this take? Well, given the light, the process should be approximately a few hours. There was a time when it was an all-nighter, but it was winter and my equipment kept freezing up. I had to warm it by placing it in blankets and rubbing it. Had a hard time keeping off the darn squirrels. They kept trying to nibble at my equipment and hide the nuts. Finally, I shoved my equipment in the bushes and shot through there. Much warmer. But that was in Central Park three years ago. My equipment is much hardier now since I went digital. Digital? Oh yes, I can do so much more and faster. My shots come out one after another, almost simultaneously. Boom, 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 boom. Oh gosh, I, I think I'm going to be sick. Mary, we, we don't have to go through with this, you know. Well, ladies, I may not be the cheapest, but after all, yeah, get what you pay for. He has a point. I want him to do it. Okay, but no funny stuff. As I said, I take my work seriously. Now, let me go to the truck and get my things. What things? Well, standard stuff. Tarp, blankets, lights, cameras, rope, electrical tape, and of course, my tripod. Tripod? Well, even with digital, my equipment is too big and heavy. I need to rest it on the tripod for those extra special, more tricky shots. Ladies! Ladies! They both fainted. Oh, jeez, that's the third time this week. Our final song from Dave Rice would be the theme for A Haunted Castle. It's subtle, but according to Dave, the feeling of fear builds up until exactly one minute and six seconds into this song, and then a hint of curiosity peeks through. More creepiness builds until the ghost is finally revealed as a jubilant major chord. It's a good example of using a surprise in music notation. This song was also the first that Dave created using this style, and was never intended to be included with his other work. It ended up closing the storyline of his album in a musical sense, and set the stage for the final song of the project. We hope you've enjoyed Dave's music, and thank him for once again being our musical guest on KB Cabaret. Let's listen to Shem's Keep. Thank you. 
Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. Starring Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, Bree Harvey. Original skits by Bree Harvey, Kate and Bill Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, and John Montgomery. Original music by Bree Harvey. Musical arrangements by Christina Donella. Our sound engineer is Charles Berman, assistant sound engineer Valentine Terrell Monfriuga. We had a grand old time here at Parlor City with our friends here and where you are. Next week, we will start our communicating all over again with crazy antics, short stories, skits, songs, and if we get Beulah up, her recipes. Please visit our website at kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com to find her recipes, our sponsors, and contest entry rules for poetry and short stories. Why should we be the only ones who write? That's right. We want to hear from you and your talented ways. When we choose the pieces you have written, read it on air as well as print it on our website. The hardworking, fun-loving folks here at Parlor City say there are no goodbyes, only farewells. And above all, come and visit next week, same time, same station, at KB Cabaret. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. Love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.